fuck you. One, what? two, fuck you. Three, four, fuck off. Uh, okay. Fuck you, Matt. Well, fuck you too, Ebeth. <laughs> Fuck you, Matt. Uh, fuck you! <laughs> Why do uh, I get in arguments with fucking recordings? <laughs> yeah. Looks like I'm not using any of this at the start of the show. We're just gonna go. The following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Two talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops. A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene. Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that the cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. I was trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague of Podcasting. Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. Welcome to episode 234. That is 234 straight weeks of Cinema PsyOps. Sitting across from me in the studio is Matt. Hello, everybody. Oh, I forgot to introduce myself again. Yeah. But nobody cares if I'm here or not anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. I mean, they kind of care. Yeah, they care that the episode gets put out, but I mean, they're not here for me. If they're here for me, uh, I would really like them to let me know, because no one really fucking cares. I could just produce it. Not here for me. I could just produce a show of you talking horse shit, and that's probably all they want. But I don't think that's what they want. I don't think they're here for me. I think they're here for me making you uncomfortable, because that seems to be the thing that resonates the most with our audience. I believe that would probably be a fact, yeah. I mean, like, anything I can do to make you want to fucking vomit, they love. Rip the baby out of the womb of the mother. Oh, God. (laughs) Can we not do it this early? (laughs) I have to get a little sadistically, otherwise I'm going to declare that I'm quitting again. Because I'm... Well, shit myself or vomit or both <laughs> do you remember the fisto yeah from i saw He-Man? i There's saw a bunch him. of fucking memes yeah. like darren made two of those where then, i where i am apparently secretly into fisting yeah yeah <laughs> clip yeah <laughs> i was waiting on that, that. yeah right yeah well you got me <laughs> and then uh lee russell from they must be destroyed on site made one where i think it was a hieronymus bosch painting that he took of like a demon eating a person and he turned it into you eating a baby. 
oh really i haven't yeah. seen that one yet all i did was put your, your the, the fake little, avatar yeah. face on top of it so i did you know full disclosure have to listen to that tool song on the way home last week <laughs> yeah did you pay I, attention a little closer to the lyrics i you know what i started to the like no i still want to enjoy this song so i just like stopped yeah i totally yeah. stopped it just yeah. basic white boyed my way through the song to <laughs> so for so i could still enjoy it okay so there's something we kind of have to talk about speaking of music since you brought it up okay last week is pretty much gonna be the final week that we're gonna feature music befitting of really um it's not necessarily a demanding edict but it's something that's going to have to happen because uh one bad apple can spoil it for the bunch kind of thing i gotcha um long story short too late um <laughs> music providing companies of sorts like for instance universal is the real big asshole in this case all right but universal has been going after a bunch of places and doing takedown notices and putting copyright infringements on people and we're talking possible fines of up to a hundred and forty four thousand dollars per use that's a that's a lot of problems just to play one song yeah on your podcast so have we been a bad apple um i'm not going to say that we are the ones that did it okay I'm not going to say that we are the ones that caused this problem for Legion Podcast. Yes. But um, something happened where someone got dinged with something. Okay. Now, I'm actually not really supposed to talk about this, I don't think, but... <laughs> the I, higher your voice goes, the more I can tell that! <laughs> um, but I wanted to explain the reason why there's no more music befitting of. All right. No more music in the show. Yeah, and the reason for that is... Uh, people that own copyright, a.k.a. the big wigs of record companies, are coming after the little guy in big ways because they've got nothing else for piracy. Yeah. So they're trying to make examples and try and scare the rest of us, and they, unfortunately, they're going after podcasters in particular. they got to figure out why the music industry is dying, and they want to go ahead and blame podcasters. Right, and part of it, that's part of it, but also, um, there's some musical services that have put podcasts on like Spotify, a lot of podcasts get dinged oh, yeah. on Spotify for playing somebody else's music. I gotcha. Even if it's just a clip, even if you're doing like a review of an album and you want to play a riff. Wow. Like if you're like, check out this riff, it's fucking tasty. Mm -hmm. They're like, no, you're not allowed no, to tell us no. about this tasty they, riff and play it. They will never know how tasty that riff is because right. you don't get to play it for right. it. Right. Now there's some things that you can get away with with certain things where you can get permission and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But you know me, I don't like to ask for permission for a <laughs> lot of stuff. No, man, that's 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 very anti-court. Yeah, now, I'm all about consent when it comes yeah. to that sort of thing, but I'm not going to email every fucking band on the face of this earth and ask for permission, and most of them don't even have the rights to their own fucking music, Yeah. so I'm not paying $144,000 to they, play Stink Fist. And they, yeah, right? Or and whatever else. And they would not, like, because the music to usually the shows you have to think about, it's not like they'd be able to get back to you in time for the music you did find right that would be befitting of the show exactly especially like for our type of show yeah and i was considering it and i it was weighing heavily on me and probably everybody sent that when they listened to the show last week on top of everything else was that one of the things weighing on you there's yes there's so much more wrong with me than this but 
Um, I kind of sensed that this was coming and it was something that I was going to try and find my way out of, but I was hoping that we could make it and finish out this fiscal year, quote unquote, of yeah. cinema psyops before I had to worry about it. Yeah. But after this, it's not necessarily, like I said, it's not an edict that's coming down from on high from like anybody that's in charge of who makes these decisions, but it's one of those things where it's like, I, I love being on Legion and yeah. I would hate for our show to be the next thing that the next DRM takedown notice. Yeah, you don't want to cause problems for the the people who you like. We like being associated with. Exactly. So uh, as part of that, now the existing episodes that are out there are eventually going to have to come off of Legion. Oh, so some of our episodes are yeah. So all of every our, single episode, our fucking that, that entire catalog, our entire catalog eventually will have to come down off of Legion to keep that from happening. Oh, yeah. Now that hurts that, so fucking bad. It's it's not like it's going to disappear altogether. Yeah. It's just going to have to be placed somewhere else. It just has to be somewhere else that where your legion can't be blamed for. Right. And it's something else that I was toying with because we have 233 episodes up on Legion's servers so, right now. So what you're trying to tell me is now we have to introduce the show like this. Welcome to episode one of Cinema Science. No, no. The Uh-oh. episode numbers do not change because Uh-oh. they still exist yeah. just because they're not out there. I know. What, what other podcasters have done whenever they've had to change? Like, I'll give you an example. El Goro of Talk Without Rhythm has actually archived all of his stuff and put that behind his Patreon paywall. Ah, so see. it's one of those things where it's like all of these other previous episodes. And the reason that he had to do that is he switched service providers and they were like, no, you silly bastard. We're not going to put up like 500 of your previous episodes. <laughs> I don't remember what the number was, but it was yeah. exorbitantly like it was double what we've done. Yeah. Because he's been in the business a lot longer than a long time. And by business, I mean hobby. And by hobby, I mean podcasting. Yes. So it's something that we're going to have to deal with um, on the plus side uh, with removing some of these things. And the reason that I'm mentioning it now and I'm getting it out there to everybody is before the episodes come down, I want everybody to get a chance to bum rush and download them all because that is kind of my plan moving forward where I'm going to probably archive them and put them behind a paywall for everybody. There you go. And all it really is basically going to be is it's like you pay the minimum fee of whatever it'll be a month for Patreon and then you get access to the archives and then I'm going to start throwing in some other things. So if we keep doing this for another few years, then hipsters can be like, man, you should have heard the older shows when they had music on them. Those were the shows, man. Well, music's not going to fully go away. That's one of the other things. See, my plan was going to be for next year, I was going to drop the music befitting of archive all the old episodes to save Legion the space. It's something that I've been hinting at and kind of asking Bo. And Bo's like, no, you don't have to do that. And even with this copyright thing, he he still was kind of telling me I didn't have to do it. Well, Bo's a cool guy. Right, right. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we're on the roulette wheel and I've played plenty of music that that could be a problem in the future. It's only a matter of time before someone notices our little dark corner of the world here. Well, and again, we aren't even the ones that That caused it originally. That that, that actually got dinged. Um, Or at least that's what I'm being reassured of. Yeah, I'm just saying though, eventually, in the previous episodes, for the amount of music you have played before, I'm just saying, it um, it won't be long till someone's prying eye finds our little dark corner of the swamp and decides to, you know, drain it. (laughs) 
Basically, and I don't want to have the issue with it now. And I don't want to have to have Bo sweat it out. If we put ourselves on another service, Mm -hmm. like if like like I went back to Podbean and I paid to to do all of that with Podbean and everything, I could probably get away with it for a little while longer. And then basically the less exposure that we have, the less danger that we're having of worrying about that. The problem is if this other podcast got dinged and like, let's say hypothetically speaking, I don't know who it is, but like, let's just say that they don't have our numbers. Yeah. We are increasing the likelihood of getting Legion in trouble. Yeah. And, and I like being a part of Legion. Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, we're not leaving. Yeah. If Legion wouldn't have taken us in, this podcast wouldn't have survived. Yeah. And if Legion wasn't there to support us. And when I say Legion, I don't mean just Bo. I mean everybody in Legion. Like yeah. the whole of everybody that was in Legion to support the, us. The whole kit and caboodle. But a lot of what Bo did to support us, too. Like, yeah. if that wouldn't have happened, this podcast wouldn't exist as is. And we really took off shortly after we got on there because we came out swinging and people were like what the fuck is this <laughs> what thing are the, who are these two assholes right because i mean the very first <laughs> debut that we had on legion was a porn parody of us watching um uh the one clone oh yeah have sex with uh, uh millicent yeah millicent was oh, God, pretending yeah. to be possessed yeah and we used clips from the exorcist of all the filthy <laughs> I, I talk forgot, yeah oh yeah. god i forgot about all that yeah and i remember people messaging oh, me uh, like what the hell hell are you doing? <laughs> are you trying to get kicked off a network you just joined? You I'm know? just like, I try to put myself in the mind's eye of somebody's like, oh, you know, they love Legion. And then all of a sudden this new show, oh, Cinema Psyops, let's check it out. And well, we were Legion adjacent before that. Yeah, but yeah, still. but I'm just saying, let's just say it's the first time someone listens yeah. to it. It pops up in the Legion one. main feed, and, and that is the, the first that's one. That's the first one they That's hear. the one we debuted with. Sitting there like, what the fuck did I just walk into? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of intentionally what I wanted to do. Okay. When I did that, I have a great way of saying this because you have cats. It's like you get up late at night, you need a drink of water, and you're walking around because it's your house. You know it with the lights off, yeah. everything's dark, and then you step and you feel a squish. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. <laughs> Shit, that happens to me on a regular in my house. Yeah. But that's basically what we are. We are the vomit that Legion Podcast stepped in. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and you're like, is that vomit or yeah. is it shit? I don't know. Well, luckily, it's always vomit in it's my a, case with my cats. Knock on wood. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah. Um, the last thing that I want to talk about, uh, too, just to kind of, just to get it all out in the air. Um, no, I'm not doing okay, in case everybody's wondering. Um, I'm sure people have heard it the last couple of weeks in my voice, and then also some of my posts online. So I, it's not that I don't appreciate everybody that has checked up on me and making sure that I'm okay, but the answer is no, I'm not okay. <laughs> I'm not planning on doing anything drastic about it uh, or anything like that, Yeah. but yeah. Don't uh, be foolish here. Yeah, and it's it's not going to be anything like that. Yeah. Um, but but hey, everyone has these moments for you no, know, you're not okay. Well, while I make it as a joke, the things that I talk about whenever I mention things uh, that you know we we kind of joke about how like I have certain issues with certain things. Yeah. Including how I was raised in my family and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I'm joking, but I'm actually making light of well, actual problems. I, I think you and I both do very much the same thing: is we joke about some things 
things in our lives that can be rather very serious. And things that we have serious, whether they be doubts within ourselves or serious problems with ourselves. And we both make jokes out of them because that kind of pain can be useful. Well, that's what primarily all comedians do. Yeah. Uh, at least the good ones. Yeah. The good ones turn pain into the other ones something say funny. Stouffer's French bread pizza and everybody fucking laughs because they were the first ones on MySpace. No. <laughs> that is relevant. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, I mean, I'll, I'll get back into character here in a minute, but I basically have stepped out of character. But a lot of the stuff that I joke about and everything is not really me joking. It's me taking things that are genuinely wrong with me and making light of it for humor and to kind of make it to where if somebody else out there is feeling the same fucked up way that I am, you can be a high functioning adult and also be severely fucked up in the brain. Yeah, I, I would hope so. I, <laughs> I'm trying to be. And I, and that's not me making a joke. It sounds like a joke, but I'm 100% honest. I'm trying to be as well, a full functioning adult, even though I'm, I'm somewhat fucked up. But I don't know how I got fucked up, but I got fucked up somewhere around the road in life. And I... And yet I still somehow, you know, got a semi-normal woman to marry me and, and you know, have a family with. So, um, and, and so that adds a little extra level into, you know, things I say. But yeah, man. Yeah, you we could tell with you. It, it's been it's been a little more hardcore lately for you. Well, it's, um, it's probably not going to get a whole hell of a lot better, but I'm going to try and keep it as much in character and make it as entertaining as possible. Well, you go at your own speed, too. I mean, yeah. no one should feel pressured to just be better. That's... that's <laughs> It's so poor shit. Honestly, if just I go to... Just cheer I, up. It's if, like, fuck you. If I, even if I go to like any kind of counseling, chances are I'm probably just going to get put away into an asylum anyway. No, no. <laughs> I mean, it's we'll going to be, it's going to be like Marv when uh, he was talking about how his uh, parole officer's fiance got him the meds and everything and that she tried to analyze him once, but she got too scared. <laughs> no, no, don't worry about it. We're going to get you a nice cheap therapist. One of the guys who doesn't want to call, you know, it's not on the up and up. We're going to pay him underneath the table. You're be just fine. <laughs> I don't want to go to that. I, like yeah. no, and I'm I'm looking at it for for real and everything. Um, to to possibly I don't I don't even know if counseling is going to be the thing that's going to help me or not. But well, you, you know what? It maybe it won't. But it, it it would be a fucking damn shame if you didn't at least try. Well, lately it's basically been. I described this uh, to my wife not too long ago, and I basically made her ball, and I felt terrible about it. But my happiness has basically felt like a birthday candle in a pitch black room. Damn. Damn, that's that's fucking heavy, and it's burning out. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah, that's... I'm nowhere near there, but you know, I got you. I understand. Um, and the other part about it is, I don't remember the last time that I didn't feel like that. Really? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't even know really like I can recall being happy but it felt like it wasn't there it wasn't it wasn't like real. you're faking it till you make it not necessarily faking it but like it felt like an autonomic sort of like reflex action response to something that should be making me happy oh like oh this is supposed to make me happy so I'm acting happy yeah type thing yeah and then when you sit back and you really think about it you're like no was I actually happy yeah yeah I fuck man it, it I, I, you know, that's not really my area of expertise. So, yeah. uh, it's a, you know, to go back into character, nothing's really my area of expertise. But, um, <laughs> sucking and owing me 60 bucks for a recorder you lost. That's your area of expertise. That's about it. Yeah. 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 Oh, and uh, before I get back into character, yeah. I want my fucking money. Yeah. You'll get your money. Um, you say that. Yeah. You're going to get your money. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I've seen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you ever, if you ever see mob movies, you'll get your money. It's fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, yeah. I'm always, I'm, I will get my money. <laughs> Wait, I can't tell if that was you coming out to me sexually or physical threatening me. Well, first of all, you're not attractive enough for you to work off $60 sexually for me. I'm going to tell you one thing. Now, that's why I'm hurt all the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not physically attracted to you? Exactly. I don't know what else I can do. I'll join the fucking club, you hideous fucking chud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so enough serious talk here. Yeah, enough fuck horse it. shit. Uh, this week we are covering Death Laden Egg, which is like the pretty much proto Euro sleaze film. This is pr- yeah. pretty much kind of like not necessarily the one that started them all, but like the touchstone. Okay. Um, that you could kind of, whenever exploitation and art house weirdness got melded together into some weird, funky, syrupy okay. thing that uh, became a film, that's what Death Laden Egg basically I, I represents. Will say, I will say this movie frustrated me. Many turds. Uh, me as well. Um, <laughs> and I watched the director's cut of it, so I watched an hour and 44-minute version of the film. Yeah, and I watched an hour. I tried to watch the hour and 44-minute, but, but burned. No subtitles, yeah. No subtitles, so. Yeah, there were no subtitles burned in, which was my fault. Yeah. I didn't realize that there were going to be inserted Italian stuff. But that also adds an opportunity, because I can shed some light on some of the story that might be frustrating for you. Well, and it's not just story. Um, I'm not going to bury the lead. The wife, Anne, in this movie is attractive. <laughs> Very attractive. Okay, yeah, I can. Okay, yeah, we'll save that. Okay, save that. That's fine. I'm sorry, but um, yeah. Um, what I'm kind of getting at with this is uh, the the parts that um, that develop as far as the story goes. What you're missing in the director's cut. Yeah, and then everybody else that's going to be able to see this film that they didn't buy the Nucleus Films Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Giallo cut is what you watched was what they're referring to it now as. Yeah, which is like an hour and thirty some odd minutes. But most of the versions of this are like 60 or no, 78 or 80 some odd minutes long, which is even shorter than the version that you watched. Damn. Yeah. But this fully restored Nucleus Films Blu-ray, this is the other one from the In, like the Indiegogo I backed. After I watch a movie, I always go to like it's Wikipedia for like information and stuff. Yeah. And I saw the original, like they have Wikipedia for the original for the movies, like a run time was like 188 or 180 minutes, something like that. Yeah. Which is way a- more than what my hour and 30 was. Yeah, that's about what I watched was the hour 44 mark. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost two hours, basically. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's kind of what we'll be discussing, and I'll try and remember everything. Uh, we were supposed to record on Monday, but uh, Matt lazed out on me on Sunday and didn't text me until Sunday night. That's true. Yeah. It's a fact. Uh, would appreciate at least more than um, 22 hours notice whenever you need to switch a day. I, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> So, like, basically, if you know by Saturday you're not going to be able to do it on Monday, let me know. See, and I didn't know that, but I'll make sure I know it next time. <laughs> Finger guns. Well, S- Super Bowl Sunday, I'm just going to assume you're going to need to record Tuesday in the future, and we'll try and schedule around that. That sounds good. Yeah. Finger but, guns. <laughs> Finger guns, right. <laughs> but, all right, I think all the airing of grievances around the Festivus poll have been covered. We've <laughs> talked about the, the Death Laid an Egg fucking movie. Why does that, why does that sound sexual? The Festivus poll? Yeah. Well, it's for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take the break here. We're going to play the Legion Patreon promo ad. We will have no fucking music befitting of anything <laughs> having to do with Death Laid an Egg because the music industry is a bunch of heartless fucking pricks. Mm. And when we come back, we will have the trailer. This will keep us quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me Cutting a New Show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. <laughs> I said quiet! 
My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com, or in the Legion Network, available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room... come in and talk about the music that is befitting of that we decided to go ahead and you know show and, and yeah you know I, I picked out this song about i don't know more chickens i guess really or eggs was it the the chicken dance no 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 it probably that would have been great yeah that sure that would have been great but <laughs> I, I think the chicken dance might be you know in the public domain as long as somebody else plays it for us yeah i don't know how that uh, works i don't know yeah but the yeah. chicken dance would have been a fine fine addition <laughs> to this i'm gonna have to make some additional music or something like that to kind of come in from break between or something along those lines. That was actually my plan that I was going to do for our next fiscal year for Cinema PsyOps, but mm-hmm. I'm going to have to uh, probably expedite that and find a way to have the time to do it. Can I just make mouth music? No. You, you can sit there silently while I play this trailer. Okay. There's something dark, something strange inside of me that forces me to act quickly without thinking. Anna. Anna. Anna, with the flames in her eyes. But I loved Gabrielle, so soft and warm and sweet. I wanted her. Oh, God, I wanted her. I couldn't get away, even though I tried. There was no time. They were after me. They spied on me. They knew about me. I've got to do it right away, right away. The plan was so clear in my mind, complete, perfect. I had to find some way to get out of this. And there was only one way, one way. Everything around me was rotten. The society, the people, everything. Just as everything was rotten inside of me. No one noticed. No one saw that I had made my decision. There was only one way to destroy the clouds of dread that obsessed me. Only one way. To be free. Anna. Anna. Gabriel. 
Nada. Nobody else? No. That's enough. Hurry. Get out. Don't look. Death follows me wherever I go. I want to get out of this stupid farce. To get out of the empty room. Away from the nightmares. The fears. The desires. This absurd and horrible reality. And so that's the trailer for Death Lady Nag, which tells you everything and all at once tells you nothing. Yeah, it's not a half bad trailer. Yeah, and really, the, the music. Well, I I cut a lot of the noise in the really awful, not really score score that's in this film. I got yeah, and right. We'll, we'll it, dig into it a little bit more as we go. But that Jesus. music is unsettling. Use <sighs> quote unquote music. It's more like noise. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get to it. All right, let's let's call it avant garde, which is a nice way of saying shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Death Lady and A, we start off with, uh, it seems like a, a hotel. A bunch of people are getting ready to start their day. An old man's putting a plastic bag in his head, which that makes sense. We, this th- is one of those play motels, which is essentially people go there specifically for sexual encounters. Yes. So much so that the hotel even has their own stable of prostitutes hanging out in them. That is true. Italy see- looks like a kind of hanging place I'd want to go to. Yes. We see a very pretty girl getting ready um, and the man putting on gloves taking out a knife. Uh, the lady says she wants kisses, but it appears she gets murdered instead. So Yeah, it's play murder. It's not real murder. But we don't know that yet. No, because he climbs on top of her and she starts moaning right after he's slashing her yeah, up. Yeah, but you're not supposed to know that yet. Eh, whatever. You, you just t- ruined it. You can tell. You know what? God damn it. You we, can tell. No, you can't. I could tell. Oh, fine. You can I tell. know the difference. You're just, yeah. I know the difference <laughs> on whether or not it's actual murder. Clip, I don't give a fuck. Okay, cool. Anyway, uh, so the killer, Marco, he apparently runs a chicken farm with his wife. They and a young woman are taking pictures when a wrench almost falls from the ceiling of the farm facility. Uh, it was channel locks. It was a giant set of channel locks. Was it? I thought it was yeah. a wrench. When they show it, it's actually like a giant set of channel locks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Uh, anyway, it falls from the ceiling, and that leads to our first clip. How did that happen? It could have killed you. It was up in the silo. It couldn't have just fallen down. The workman did it. No, you can't be sure. Somebody left it behind, and the vibrations... That's took... impossible. Somebody put it up there. Just what are you getting? I said somebody put it there. They did it on purpose. They wanted to kill us. That should be obvious. They meant it to fall. I'm sure they didn't mean to. I'm sure of that. They did. They put it there on purpose. Who? The workmen. They didn't. Don't play innocence. You know they did. I told you to explain it all to them a couple of months ago. Then maybe we would have been left alone instead of persecuted. Anyway, thank God they've gone. And good riddance. There they are. They hate us. They did even when they worked for us. What are they doing here now? We don't need them anymore. Are you going to let those idiots just stand there and watch us? Too bad that photographs aren't more like mirrors. What do you mean? I mean, a photograph can't be changed. In a mirror, you can fix your hair. In a photograph, it's too late. You can always tear them up if you want to. Tear this one up, then. Oh, no, it's beautiful. You can see right away that you're the boss. Oh, you cannot. No, I mean, it's got your character. It's really you. What do you think of this? Now, here you have a strange kind of gentleness. Once upon a time, I wanted to have that quality. Do you think you'll like it? Yes, I do, dear. But it's too late now to do anything about it. Oh. You're both beautiful in this one. Yes, that's the best one of all. We won't tear that one up. What are those? Photographs of the new machinery. Paolo made them. 
They're only trick photography. But they're very clear. We needed this new machinery. I was right to insist on it. They have the best equipment in the area, the very best. Have Paolo print up lots of copies. Yeah. Excuse me a minute. I've got a phone call to make. Look at this one. Marco is mad about a pic that's kind of showing his his face and hand area. I don't know. He just isn't all that great about the pic. I didn't really notice that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's. I got to start ripping this stuff at a higher resolution than you. Which, by the way, I'm admitting to more copyright infringement on the air. Yeah. Um, review copies of things get a little bit of a gray area, sort of, because you know you don't keep it. But even for non-monetary gain, it's still in a copyright infringement. Uh-huh. But none of that fucking matters at this point. Um, it's actually. A a photo of him with those channel locks setting them up on the ceiling oh yeah so See, that's, oh my god this makes more sense now yeah someone has been fucking with him while he's been attempting to murder his wife for quite some time now good god thank you mm-hmm. yeah this was like the minute when i was See, writing I notes and i didn't that. notice that they killed tommy's father yeah. in front of him yeah oh yeah, my god yeah, that, it's the same kind that of thing. blows this movie wide open for me now <laughs> Okay. Holy fuck. Okay. Is it a slightly less frustrating? Yes. There's a sort of uh, I, I, undercurrent of a blackmail plot going on with yeah. some of this. Yeah. yeah. That helps at least establish that in the beginning. Now that yeah. you've mentioned that. Yeah. Because, yeah, for some reason, I saw I saw he was concentrating on the hand, but I couldn't see what the hand was holding. Yeah, it was him trying to rig up those and then, then I'm like, did I miss like a mark yeah. or something? Like, Because then I'm thinking, because at the time, mm-hmm. I'm still thinking he killed that first prostitute. Uh, so I'm like, did she mark his hand or something? So it's like, yeah. oh, fuck, I don't want anybody to see evidence. Yeah. Of that. No, I don't know if this is a blackmail plot where this photograph came from because people were photographing or they were photographing them fooling around inside the chicken processing facility yeah. because they have workers that are doing the slaughtering currently. Yeah. And part of what they were talking about when we heard it in the clip, they're bringing in machinery to do that themselves. Yep. So they are basically ridding jobs by having automation. Well, it's in the same role of pictures. So how he can't put together that the girl taking the pictures is probably in on the plot. Right, but maybe she caught that photo of him messing with the wrench without even knowing oh, it. knowing she caught it. Right, and yeah. maybe this wasn't necessarily a blackmail thing. Maybe he was setting it up haphazardly like an idiot and she caught it while they were fooling around taking photos elsewhere. There you go. His wife then tells him that a young man has been looking for him and that he was very handsome and very nice. Then later on that night, we see a weird dude driving up outside the place in a car waiting outside the house. While undressing, but... Thank you, movie. Thank you, but not seeing anything, so a little bit of a fuck you movie. No, you don't deserve access to her body, but what you get is enough to make you happy. Alright, you know what? I could I can live with that. That's a thank you movie because I got to see as much as the movie was willing to show yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Later on, you, you, she she wears a really good number that really is a big thank you movie. Knocks her socks right off. Yeah, there's not really an ugly person in this film. If no, you're, man. If the I mean, Italians are very Well, the main cast anyway. Yeah. Once we get to like the office, then there's some people that I would rather not look at. But yeah. <laughs> um, but like the main like three people that are in this weird thruple thing that it feels like. Yeah. Like they never really explain why this girl is living with them other than they decided to take her in. Yeah. Well, they, she is family to the wife. And actually the wife has a very weird thought process about this young lady whose name is Gabrielle. And that is actually our next clip. I was noticing Gabrielle today. We were down at the pool together. Gabrielle. What does she have to do with anything? Her body seems to be made of separate parts, beautifully united, but still 
each one perfected to be separated and put together again. You make a sound like a toy. You can pull to pieces and reassemble just for the fun of it. You might kill her in the process. It wouldn't be to destroy her, but to remake her. A different way every time. That's pretty abstract. There's nothing abstract about Gabrielle when you see her nude. She's put together so nicely, her body and her pretty little face. Her body's so neatly formed that every movement she makes is graceful and cool. It's her youth. I'd love to take her apart at certain moments when she's laughing. Or when she's been drinking. Or when she pretends she's serious and doesn't smile. I wish she would always stay like that. Never change. She's so young, she's not aware of herself yet. Other people will soon make her aware of what she is. I had a strange dream the other night. Gabrielle was stretched out in her bed, motionless, as if she were dead. How absurd. No, it isn't. She was beautiful. So helpless and innocent. It was a dream, just a dream. I'd like to know what causes dreams like that, what they are, what's behind them. There's some Lilith Fairism going on here. Yeah, there's there's something, man. She. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that I search for on YouPorn. <laughs> I mean, listen, not for nothing. Nothing like hearing her just talk about it was disturbing, yet a little bit arousing all at the same time. You're just like, w- what the fuck is wrong? I mean, I was just picturing how she's going to Frankenstein's monster, her niece or whatever she's supposed to be over and, and the, over again. And the way she, Ripping her apart and putting her back together. And the way she intricately went through it, like her different emotions stuff it's like yikes yeah there's some sexual obsession there i would i would assume but i think um the wife is either coming to terms with something she already knows about gabrielle and her husband or she herself is feeling certain i think she drives i think she herself she's not willing to deal with yet it could be both yeah maybe it, it could really be both because she keeps throughout this whole movie she keeps gabrielle close so it could be yeah i i think there's something going on with my husband and Gabrielle but then she's like but then she's like but I also want something between me and Gabrielle it's almost like she wants to have a throuple with her niece almost yeah and I don't think she necessarily knows knows that her husband and Gabrielle are messing around she'd have to be assuming something is somewhat worried because she herself is also having machinations maybe it's just and maybe that's maybe the reason why she's like well if I'm thinking this way about her then he's thinking that way about her well that conversation is entirely to try and get a response from him to see how he feels yeah. and to comment and to see what he's noticed about that niece's body. That yep. That is a fucking classic trap. And also... That's I, the kind of thing when you're watching Netflix. Uh, yeah. That's the kind of thing of when I'm watching Netflix with my wife <laughs> and she comments on how attractive she thinks an actress is and if I fall for the trap and I agree in any way, shape, or form, I'm automatically the asshole in that situation. <laughs> well, like, that's the kind of thing that happens. And I will tell you this. I think it's also find out in this movie this is a very closed off man at least he has been with his wife not with other people but he's very emotionally closed off with his wife well, no, so this is, I think he's perfectly well adjusted and fine I mean he has to hire prostitutes to pretend to murder and have sex with their corpses yeah to deal with his issues but other than that he's perfectly fine okay but <laughs> so this is also what her. I'm saying I identify with that. I get it <laughs> 
I'm saying though, she also I think is trying to pull anything, just any way to get him to open up to her. So she's going through this very weird explanation, and he's giving her kind of one word answers and and pretty much not yeah. giving up a lot. He's more than just closed off to her. He's more or less shut down from connecting with her in any way, shape, or form. Well, he's not in love with her. Obviously, he's trying to kill her. So well, I mean, <laughs> just because you're trying to kill someone doesn't mean you're not in love with them. Okay, well, he's he he doesn't love her. How about that? No, I do believe that he has no love for his wife. I don't know if he ever had. I, he has, but it's just not there anymore. Okay, maybe at one point I believe there was a, maybe that's so much love, but I believe there's an intense passion there. But he says it's love later on. But well, most of us have a hard time differentiating between the two anyway. Yes, most men have a hard time going. Most well, we, most human most, beings, yeah, human beings, human not beings. just men, it's women too, especially yeah. when we're younger. You're like, well, you get it's sw- love at first sight. It's like that. I don't know if that exists. You get swept up in the passion of everything, and it's not until you're stuck paying the bills that you realize yeah. whether or not you actually love that person. Um. So anyway, after all of this, uh, we see the weird dude leaves, and this wakes up Marco. So weird dude outside the house, he gets in the car, starts driving away, and that actually wakes up Marco. So I don't know why, but he was standing out there. Yeah. And we'll find out later why. But anyway, Marco gets up, and he goes looking for Gabrielle, but he cannot find her, and he enters the chicken coop. It's dark. Well, in there, he spills some chemicals. Which uh, look like an egg yolk. Yeah, it looks like an egg yolk, but it's supposed to be chemicals and Wait, shit. the yellow part's the yolk, right? Yeah, yeah. That's supposed to be the part that kills you? Yeah, yeah, the yolk. The egg, the whites are good for you. The Flip. yolks, it will kill you. That's the baby chicken part. It's Flip. everyone's favorite part. I got another racial clip from you. What? You said the whites are good for you. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, then back up, Marco kind of wakes up in the next morning. He seems disoriented, like he doesn't even know that the night before actually happened. Oh, well, he knocks over a bunch of stuff in the lab. We kind of got yeah, off on this weird Yeah, tangent. well, it's a bunch of stuff. He, he spills puts, it. He puts it some of, some of it back, but like yeah. it is an egg yolk that he spills, which was something that they were apparently experimenting with. Yeah. And the discussion that his wife had about ripping Gabriella apart and putting her back together again has to do with something that she is very specifically into with her their chicken farm that they have. Yes, they and, are. And apparently this is a very lucrative business. Like, they're one of the biggest suppliers. And they're also, like, um, they're on the cutting edge of trying to figure out new ways to cut down production costs of harvesting chicken meat. Yeah, that too. And she's going on a different avenue while the husband is specifically looking at machinery to process the chickens faster and require less workers. What is it with these Italian films and chickens? Because remember the last one we watched, the detective was constantly eating boiled eggs. Well, I don't know if it's specifically Italian films and chickens. I think it just happens to be that setting it on a chicken farm, maybe they just had access to these areas. So they decided to put it all around the poultry world. That could be true. Um, Anyway, uh, let's see. So Marco Marco wakes up next morning. No one can be found. He looks for Gabrielle again. Uh, The wife and Gabrielle are discussing a party they're going to be having later on to celebrate the opening of this new facility. Yeah, they're putting a processing plant like on their property. Yeah. Adjacent to and being able to fit in where they're actually raising well, the chickens. What's this new property that they're in right now? Yeah, they that, that new facility. But they are they've they're automating it instead yeah. of having workers come to the place now. Um and uh they also talk about some of the best ways to beat insomnia and like some of them are the most horrible things I've ever heard. Like just don't eat. <laughs> what the fuck? 
Well, if you cut out carbs, um, you won't have the energy. Like yeah. people who have to not have sugar and other carbs yeah. because of diabetic reasons or what have you, you don't have the energy and you won't be able to stay awake as longer. You actually will fall asleep really easy. I have a perfect way of falling asleep. I mean, it's technically passing out and it's not good for you at all, but I mean, it, it works. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm kind of on the same boat here, but um, just not eating could possibly lower your blood sugar and your energy enough to make you fall asleep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's possible. Uh, yes. um, anyway, they're thinking maybe a masquerade ball or something. Marco then types something to Gabrielle on her typewriter while she's typing notes and she smiles at it. But it's all, of course, in Italian on the paper, so I can't really tell what it says. Yeah. And I double checked um, all versions of the subtitles or captions or anything like yeah. that. Didn't tell us what that said. I'm almost positive it was something dirty between the two. Either that or it was um, him telling her to meet him somewhere. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Marco then goes to inspect the lab. I think he's going to see if like he was actually there last night or if it was uh, like he dreamt it. Um, and he finds broken I thought, glass. I thought he was trying to see if he left enough evidence behind to prove that he was out walking around like an asshole last night. Yeah, maybe to that too. Uh, he finds some broken glass and then also some cloth with weird symbols on it. As he's sitting there, he hears... They're not that weird. They're runes. They're runes. <laughs> they're, yeah. no, they're legit runes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, while he's doing all this, he hears voices uh, from the past insomnia talk. Uh, almost like when he said insomnia, especially when he stated insomnia can make you go a little crazy. So... Don't I know. Yeah, right? Um, his uh, An assistant uh, kind of scientist walks in and he states that there's no music on and that he'll check on it. Uh, Marco and the wife are are fine with there being no workers, he states, because she knows how to use all the machines there. And then the uh, assistant gets all the music going and the chickens are happy or it looks like being driven crazy. <laughs> um, Gabrielle and the wife are talking about the party and that is our next clip. Hey, we've invited only couples, husbands and wives, I mean. They're all married. No, they aren't really. They just give that impression. They're just pretending. Pretending that they're happily married. Oh. I've also invited someone. Invited who? Uh, a friend of yours. That man who was looking for Marco yesterday. He's very amusing. I thought he'd be good to have at the party. Shouldn't I have? No, no, it's all right. I imagine he'd be quite amusing at a party. Gabrielle... You find it dull here with us, don't you? Oh, no. Whenever I think that someday I'll be leaving this place. Why do you think that? Don't say you're planning to. No, but I can't stay here forever. <sighs> now, you're only joking. You're not going to leave us. You've always got a home here. <laughs> you're a lovely girl, Gabrielle. You're prettier than a picture. How would you be as a brunette? One of these days, I'm taking you to my hairdresser. No, you're prettier the way you are. Yes, brown hair suits you. Okay, in that scene, now you probably couldn't tell because of the low res rip for you, but in that scene, whenever Gabrielle pops out of the swimming pool in her yellow bathing suit, mm -hmm. the bottoms are extremely see-through. Mm -hmm. I can tell you one of two things. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh-huh. And that carpet is not matching those drapes. No. Because it is significantly dark enough to shine through. Nice. And also her eyebrows don't match her hair color. Yeah. So she's obviously not a natural blonde. She's actually a natural brunette. 
brunette. So that whole, how would she look as a brunette? I would say as the way nature intended her to. Yeah. I mean, question mark. Well, Not yeah. that I'm a, I'm, I have no problem with people dying their hair, whatever color. Yeah. I just hate blondes. <laughs> well, yeah, right. <laughs> and, but uh, again, a pretty sexually charged convo. I mean, she dries her off in such a way that made me back it up and watch it again. Yeah. Right. No shit. I mean, very homoerotic yeah. way of touching her that like was not how an aunt should be touching her niece. Like I legit just thought she was their ward yeah, no. that they were both getting greasy on. But if she is a blood relation, I mean, I'm not judging because there's obviously no pregnancy happening between the two of them. Roll Lord, Tide. Lord knows that I've downloaded plenty of my so, <laughs> so, of my share of this kind of porn anyway. As long so as I'm no pregnancy, Roll Tide. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, generally, as long as no pregnancy or diseases are exchanged, I mean, you know, and it's consenting, go for it. I don't care. Marco checks in on the markets and then is told it's time for uh, a company meeting with the board. Uh, Annie and Gabriel, uh, they meet uh, with the uh, scientific assistant. Oh, there's some missing stuff in here. Oh, okay. So he meets with the, he says that he's supposed to meet with the board and then he does meet with the board. There is a whole bunch of talk with a subplot in here of a uh, genetic engineering of chickens going on or a new chicken that's being... Is that when uh, he's talking to one other guy in a hallway? Yeah, that's part of it. And then it goes in and then they actually have another meeting and stuff like that. That meeting will actually be in the clip. Okay, there's some of it that's in English, but they actually extend it out as well. Oh, wow. So, like, the whole subplot that they kind of drop out is that there's this thing happening in Amsterdam where they've been modifying these embryos, and they've actually been able to make the chickens produce in some such a way that the meat grows, and they need less food, and the costs are lower, and they need to get in on this before it's too late, or they're going to be buried, and all that kind of stuff. And then they show, they watch a video, or like a presentation on it later, and parts of that are cut out, but it's actually the stuff that's in a Italian that's in the extended director's of cut actually explains how they do it and show more of the egg being modified and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's cut back and forth with um, what you're talking about with the doctor. So some of that's in English too. Mm-hmm. So the presentation with the doctor happens, like, let's say here. So go on with that with what you got in the English cut. All right. Well, uh, Anna and Gabriel, they meet with the assistant and Marco's meeting is happening at the same time. And all of that's going to happen in our next clip. No, it's just that I have the impression that someone has gotten in here and searched through my experiments, and I wanted to know if you knew anything. No, I don't. Nobody I know of has gotten into the laboratory. These flasks contain a culture treated with radioactive particles, and even a minute mistake would be more than enough to ruin the next brood completely. Why, I just can't imagine who'd be prowling around in here. Your husband, for instance. I ran into him here this morning. Oh, really? Where? He was here in the laboratory. But of course I'm not sure he meant to touch them. But he was in such a hurry to get going. And even if he wasn't here, even if he didn't go, well, I really don't believe he was the one who came in here and disturbed your works in your arbor back. That's just not like my husband. I'm certain it isn't. I guess I was mistaken. I just wanted to mention it because I consider the work that goes on here as my sole responsibility. For a scientist, the laboratory is sacred. The difficulty we face is that no one knows poultry. People must learn the truth about our product, and it's up to us to see that they do learn. Poultry must become a staple in every diet. We've got to utilize our publicity as if we were dealing in politics. We must use it like any other industry. So now, speaking for myself and the association, I'm entrusting this task to you. I approve. It's a marvelous idea. But that's impossible. I know nothing about publicity. Get somebody who's a specialist in it. The important thing is to get a man of good taste, and you certainly have that. You're the man who could best promote our interests. As far as the technical side goes, nobody's more expert than you are. You're a photographer. You've written a book. Oh, the book was nothing. You have no ideas. Unimportant. 
All we're asking you to do is approve slogans and drawings. Everyone's got to give of himself if the organization is going to go on. All of us have to think of the organization. I know you're just the man we need. I'm not, but I'll try. Help the organization and you help yourself. Thanks from all of us. I want you to meet now the person the association has already put under contract. A man who may seem to be too young, but who is full of vital ideas. And I assure you, knows the field of publicity as well as his older colleagues, if not better. Good day, gentlemen. Come in, come in. Gentlemen, this is Signor Mondaini, our expert in the field of publicity. Hello, I'm the man who was looking for you yesterday at your home. It was just my bad luck that I missed you. Sorry I was out. My wife spoke about you. I'm looking forward to this opportunity of working with you. I'm not sure I could be of any use to you. Still, it should be interesting. Yes, indeed. Fine. Now that the introductions are finished, let's get down to business, gentlemen, right away. Mondaini, I'm putting my faith in you. Don't let me down. Stay on the job. That meeting and the, the talk that they're doing there, there is some stuff where they do watch a film later on as well with this. But that discussion jumps to Italian a little bit more even in that meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, in the clip, we actually hear where he meets the guy that's been creeping around his house. And we yes. do get enough of a look of him to where you can tell that that was the guy that was creeping yes, around his house. Yes, and I was about too. to say, the dude who's the marketing guy is the same guy who's who saw... By the way, he also saw Marco leave the hotel Yes, in the very beginning. I totally forgot to include that. He yeah. makes a phone call so he was there when he saw marco leave that hotel right that has its own reputations so right another thing that we kind of need to talk about here so when the guy was talking about his lab there's a whole conversation that um the doctor is having with gabrielle and um anna anna Uh, so anna and gabrielle are actually having a conversation with that doctor and there's extended cut Mm -hmm. after he mentions that he thinks someone's actually messed with his lab and he actually shows them that he has been working on a similar formula that um I don't know if he was inspired by the folks from Amsterdam, but he's come up with a way to try and make protein-based life forms grow like a cancer without oh. needing any other substance or sustenance. Like, it actually will just, like, spontaneously okay. grow. Well, that explains some things that come up here later. Right. So he has been basically trying to make some weird genetically modified chicken. And he goes through this like explanation of what it is he's trying to do. But essentially what I could gather and what I can remember of it is I watched this Sunday night and it's two days later. Thanks, Matt. Settle down. What I can remember, basically he's trying to make life forms grow as if a cancer grows to where it feeds off of certain things. So basically he's trying to make like chicken meat grow without needing anything else yes he's trying to make he's trying to get chicken meat without having to feed it yeah distribute it like you like he's trying to take a ton of manufacturing out of it yeah like he doesn't even really want to have to feed the chickens or have the like necessarily have the eggs be laid but like he's trying to modify the embryos so that they grow faster and they grow like a wicked fucking cancer and what could go wrong with that N- nothing man there's no way you'll end up with zombie chickens or zombie people or a coronavirus there's no way any of that's gonna happen you're gonna be fine yeah well whatever you <laughs> Humanity's doomed either way, so go ahead. Uh, Marco meets with Gabrielle uh, for lunch. He sees her scarf that has the same ruins uh, on them. Ruins. Ruins. Ruined. This party's ruined. Uh, <laughs> the same runes on them. Yeah, they look like Norse runes for the most part. It's the same ones that Marco found in the facility, and that leads to our next clip. I was looking for you last night. I told you not to do that. You weren't in your room. Where were you? Tell me the truth. I told you, I wasn't feeling well. What's the matter? What are you looking at? Oh, that's my scarf. Haven't you noticed it before? Where'd you get it? Anna bought it for me. It's been some time now. What are you 
looking at? What's the significance of these symbols here? Hmm, they're primitive symbols. I don't understand them at all. Do you understand them? No, don't ask me to understand anything. Well, thank you. What were you thinking about when you took off my scarf? I was thinking about where you were last night. I can't imagine that you're interested. Well, anyway, I got out of bed last night, and I felt like I was going to faint. It was very strange, and I started looking for my medicine. And you had no idea where it could be found. Are you really interested? Why did you go out? You know I might be looking for you. You talk as if there were only the two of us. Are you afraid of Anna? Yes, I am. I'm afraid of everything. Sometimes you talk like a child. Don't talk to me like that. I'm afraid of Anna. Watch the road, will you? You've got to stop being afraid. You've got to look your fears in the face. I do, but I can't believe anymore. I've tried it. And so you're afraid? Well, wouldn't you be? I've lost my family. My mother was my only happiness. We were just starting out on our vacation that day. Stop it, Gabrielle. The sun was glorious, the kind of sun you pray for. The whole family had just started out. Gabrielle. I didn't want to go. You have strange eyes. Am I strange? As if they belong to someone else. Even your eyes change when you're in love. You hide behind yours. What about it? Are you ashamed? Why, should I be? In front of the others. Why? For Anna. I'm not ashamed of anything. Then why do we have to see each other like this? It won't always be like this. We'll go away. I've heard you say that before. I have an idea you like things the way they are. You don't know me very well, do you? I want to find something permanent. You mean like love? Why not? I don't think there's anything in the world that's less permanent. But why do we have to talk? Why can't we just enjoy it the way it is? Will you run away with me? No. Why not? How much longer do you think this is going to last? A month? And when it's over, do you think we should stay together? I want to start my life all over again, in a different way. I want to be free, without having to make decisions that don't interest me. Impossible. No, it's not. I want new choices. I don't care how hard they are, as long as they're my own decisions. What do we live on? We'll manage. <laughs> what difference does it make? We can always steal, can't we? Wonderful. I'd love to be the girlfriend of a bandit and followed by the whole police force. <laughs> but watch out. Courage is a luxury. Be careful. <laughs> You're the girl of a man who's madly in love. Bang, bang. They're after us. Don't worry. Nobody will be able to stop us. <laughs> Courage is a luxury. They won't bang, get us. Bang, bang. Ah! Oh. Love is a luxury, you know. I admit it's a luxury. And so are you. Where do you want to go? What will we use for money? You're broke like me. Everything belongs to Anna. The poultry farm, the bank account. She's the rich cousin. And what will we eat? Flowers? Gabrielle, don't do that. <sighs> What's the matter? Tell me something. Why did you marry her? For money? You'd be surprised. It's not what you're thinking. Tell me. I was in love with her. How did you meet her? 
You can guess the answer to that. That clip was so long, I was five years old when it started. <laughs> That's a lot to unpack here. Number one, when she talks about the car accident for her parents, we do get a visual of um, a dude lying on the ground. That's like a car on fire. Dude's just down on the street, and a woman's just walking, just bloodied all over her face and everything. Uh, so we get a visual of what happens, why she's aboard, and that, no, Anna's her cousin, not her, her very aunt. rich cousin. So yeah. very rich cousin. So that's okay. how the, she came in her stead there. That's slightly less creepy because if they are cousins, that means that their parents were the, you know, yeah. brother and sister kind of thing. Yeah. So that's like kind of removed at least a little bit. A little bit. So like cousins are less creepy and or erotic to watch on you porn. Clip. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm not sure about that one. It's it's still more creepy for you? It, it's, it's still just, it's just creepy. Uh-huh. But I come from a family where like cousins were like, you know, like brothers and sisters almost, uh-huh. you know, just because everyone, it was a big family and everyone got along like that. So that kind of thing for me is well, still a little well, Don't act factor. like Elvis Presley didn't have a hit called Kissing Cousins. Yeah, well, I'm not acting like it, but I'm not advocating it either. I'm not advocating it. I'm advocating watching fake versions of it on YouPorn. Okay. <laughs> I'm advocating corpse fucking. <laughs> Nice. Now you are too. Yeah, 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 yep. <laughs> ah, I thought I, I'd give you throw throw you my support here. It's too much fucking work to grab clips anymore for me. I don't even care. Um. Anyway, we cut to now. We have images in of Marco and Anne boning. Um. While he's talking about how he fell in love with her, and then uh, we go back to Marco and Gabrielle talking, and she once again reiterates that she will not run away with him. Uh. Back in the city, Marco walks past a store from using drapes with this, uh, those uh, runes that he saw on him. He then sees a woman in the window and that woman looks suspiciously like one of the women who he killed at the very beginning of the movie. Supposedly killed. Yeah, supposedly killed. So it looks exactly like the hooker he was supposed yeah. to have killed and he, she waves at him. Yeah, he was chasing her then down the street, not like a full-on chase. She's just walking he's trying he's to catch up to her. He's pursuing her because he yeah. needs to talk to her in some And way. then he is intercepted uh, by Manda. Uh, that's just I, I just started calling him Manda because his full name I'm not going to try to even say. He's the ad guy and he says he needs to take him to see some of the things he's come up with for work all of which is things like humanizing the chickens like chicken doctors chicken soldiers, chicken football stars. It's very interesting Chicken ad. presidents with bone spurs, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Marco is unaware, he's not too sure about this marketing campaign but they resolve to talk about it later. It's a stupid idea yeah and it's all badly designed yeah whoever the production designer on the movie was that put that together for them should probably be fired probably unless they were told to make it as bad as possible maybe it's supposed to be bad because this guy's not really a marketing guy as much as he's got other things up his sleeves yeah he's um terrible at that and should feel bad about it exactly uh it's now party night and manda he starts a game where they go into one room remove all the furniture paintings everything and then from there it's on. not so much a game as he's trying to see how much he can cause back injuries to the male guests. Yeah, right. And yes, I'm going to be sexist about that because the female guests really weren't moving a lot. They weren't. Uh, from then on, then two people go into the room and it's the secret room. These people go in. Turns out that his modified game is seven minutes in heaven. Yeah. Only you're supposed to hurt each other emotionally. Yeah, yeah, because they say you know, whatever happens in the room, you can never tell what happens to anybody else outside of it afterward. We see a lot of boning. 
morning and some pretty rapey moments too where dude's trying to get after a woman she's saying no he's he, he wants to get after it then at one she's point she's aggressively like hitting him and trying to keep him away yeah and then at one point a different woman walks out and i don't think because she wasn't she wasn't disheveled looking and neither was the man but she comes out crying so i don't know that dude may may have told her some real bad news about life because she was not happy about it yeah i think he finally opened up at the party and maybe went off on her and maybe being locked in a room that symbolizes it, death could, drove that to him yeah they could have been husband and wife and he may have told her well, you know i don't love you anymore or something like that or maybe he just told her how he really felt about himself and it was so horrible she left crying yeah maybe i know for a personal experience that can happen were you in a room i wasn't in a room but uh, i have said things about how i feel about myself and caused my wife to cry and i still feel terrible about it stop doing that man <laughs> i'm just kidding you should always be open with your feelings man. <laughs> that's the only way people are going to help no like that that scene fucking hurt <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Seeing watching that, this time watching her. Yeah, yeah that I'm sure it really, did. It, it fucking hurt. Well, we can get past some of that. And uh, Amanda and Gabby are having some sort of, they're talking to one another. He tells her that she really needs to cut back on drinking. And they have some sort of a plan going. He says that she needs to stay clear and that they are both strong enough to complete this plan. Marco gets to Gabby and he gets her in the secret room. And that is our next clip. How long have you known him? Who are you talking about? You know perfectly well who I'm talking about. The man who organized this. The publicity agent. Since yesterday when he came looking for you. You don't have to lie. Tell me the truth. What's the matter? Don't you believe me? I spoke to him. He seems very nice. There's something funny about him. Is that all you wanted to say? No, it isn't. Listen to me. This is a lot more important. I thought it out. I can't go on anymore without you. We've both got to make a decision. It'll be idiotic to wait any longer. And Anna? Anna doesn't exist anymore, Gabrielle. Remember that. Pretend you never even heard about her. Are you ready? <sighs> Nobody could stop us from leaving here. Can't keep him down. Yeah, I feel no sympathy for this guy and all of his scheming and his plans and everything that kind of happens to him. I feel little sympathy for anybody in this movie. I feel a lot of sympathy for poor Anna. Yeah, Anna is just trying to live her life. And and everyone on all sides is doing all sorts of nasty things just to get at her money. Scheming, yeah. Yeah, so I feel bad for her of that, but luckily for her, she is blissfully unaware of a lot of this stuff that's happening to her. That's all you can be sometimes. Um, <laughs> Goodness, I wish I could go back to that. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, someone turns out the lights. Gabby screams, and this pisses off Marco, who ends the party. Uh, later on, Anna finds a letter addressed to her. She does not like the contents, but says that the coward did not sign the letter. So we don't know yet what's in the letter, but we're we're going to find out here soon. Um, Mar- it's obvious what's already in the letter yeah, but- because of how upset Anna is. And <laughs> go on. Yeah, Marco meets up with a prostitute uh anna, prostitute anna is once again she's talking about how pissed she is about the this letter um then we see marco ties up the woman then gags her and marks her up with lipstick and then slits her throat or appears to slit her throat turns out he's been playing with blood capsules and fake weaponry yep because he likes to play murder women because he feels like a powerless dickless wonder and he is kind of a dickless wonder well i mean i totally can understand where he's coming from there so can I um, <laughs> Anna and Gabby uh, do some figuring out in our next clip stop it tear up that disgusting letter Marco's little secret is finally out 
nothing but horrid, sadistic fantasies. Where does he buy them? Where does he go? Where does he go to satisfy himself? To the motel on the highway. That's where he gets the girls. He's reserved a room there, his own room. He tips the desk clerk. I saw them. Who? Girls, for hire. So that's where those women are. I wonder how much they get for going with my husband. Certain men pay and expect to satisfy their vice, their very peculiar taste. But honest women have got to dress as prostitutes and surprise their husbands in order to keep them. What good is a woman who can't hold on to her husband? She's got to fight for him. It's worth fighting for, isn't it? I'll surprise the rat wherever he is and pry into all his secrets. And I want you along. I want to see some of these girls. Why? What for? Then you and I can make believe we're whores. What does he think he can find there that's better than what he has here? I just want to kind of reiterate, um, if you're going to go by the pure base level of um, just sexual attractiveness, not a single hooker that he has paid for looks anything as great as what his wife does. No, not even a little. And also, I do believe that... Should he want to indulge those kinds of fantasies for his wife to play along? She seems like she may have already been game. She seems like she'd be down for a good time. Yeah, and the way that she implies that when she says here, she kind of looks Gabriella up and down again as if like she's, she's like, included in that. Yeah, like she kind of wants the three of them to get it on, and she doesn't understand why he's not getting with the program. This guy has some major problems. I mean, he could have both of them at the same time. Put your hands together. And have like an incest fest every night at his house where he's the meat in the incest sandwich that's what some of us like to call living the dream Matt. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's royally fucking up every chance he has at happiness here what about just being the meat in a regular three-way sandwich where there's no incest involved i mean that's living the dream as well don't okay. get me yeah, wrong yeah all right but it's the difference between say like a roast beef and a really well cooked Italian sub. Is it like the difference between like a oh this is this is a really really good hot sandwich and then wow this is prime rib? No, it's like the difference between this is a steakum steak sandwich. Oh okay. And a legit Philly cheese steak. This is like oh this is a steakum sandwich and this is oh a steak sandwich made by Gordon Ramsay. Yes, with the same amount of anger and rage that incest sex <laughs> yeah, brings, yeah. brings with it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's tasty as fuck, but you will get a severe dressing down for that kind of action. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once you get it, you, someone's going to call and yell at you for a little bit. You just kind of... Fucking disgusting! You just kind of have to deal with that whenever yeah. you're going to be Yeah, you're going to get dressed down for, 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 cousin, for Cousin Three-Way. Yeah, even just joking about it. I'm sure someone out there yeah. that's in my family may hear about this so, and dress me down. Someone's going to give you a dressing down, yeah. yeah. Uh, Marco gets home, and he finds Anna and Gabby asleep. Then he stares into the mirror a little bit because he's a narcissistic prick. Um, we have more problems from the workers in the facility. They're former workers and they're a union that are coming to protest, so they throw a brick through the fucking window and scream at him and shit. Yep. At this point, a little dog has made his way into the facility. And as Marco... That was actually their pet. He yeah, was their with pet them the dog. Entire yeah. Time, yeah. As he's trying to call out to the dog, the dog falls into the feed machine. And it almost seems like it's giving Marco somewhat of an idea. Well, he checks the feed machine machine and it leaves no blood behind when it grinds up the dog. Yeah. And it processes the entirety of the dog hair and all 
to feed the chickens with. Exactly. And it seems like, well, there goes that. That's completely disposed of. Mm -hmm. No DNA evidence in the 70s, so he may have invented the perfect crime. Uh, Anna and Gabby are sitting at the bar with other ladies of the night. Anna gets her cigarette lit by one and is shaken by the by the woman's eyes. They she says they she's never seen someone with so much anger in it. Uh, they talk about <laughs> Anna's clearly never met me, right? Uh, they talk about making themselves up, and then the whole time we see uh, Manda watching from the back, so he's keeping tabs on both of them. This is gonna make me sad. This whole entire thing that we're about to reveal about what happens with Anna and this hotel it just uh, breaks my heart. Marco uh, then says he wants to get. He's talking to one of their uh, travel agents uh, at the company and says he wants to get uh, Anna a ticket out of town to a convention. The guy agrees. He can get him an airplane ticket and gives him one. Marco sees Amanda and Gabby in the car together. Uh, So Marco tries to catch up to them, but then he runs right into Amanda, who uh, says that, yeah, he was with Gabby. Uh, They had met up for lunch. Uh, Then Anna calls Marco and tells him to come home. Something amazing has happened. We see after she's saying that, Marco is burning the plane ticket that he got for Anna. Uh, Marco gets back into the facility, and that leads to our next clip. They were among the chicks that were born Friday. The others are normal, only these are monsters. They're wingless and headless, yet they're breathing as though they were living things. Have you spoken to anyone? I called Paolo. He'll be here any moment. That was a mistake. Did you touch the test tubes in the laboratory the other day? When Paolo came in this morning, he found that they'd been tampered with. Did you do it? No. I'm sure I didn't. I never touched them. Somebody else. I wasn't accusing you. I just wanted to know if you knew about it. What's going on? Incredible. No heads. No wings. I've been watching, and within the last few hours, they've almost doubled in size. You mean without taking food? Why, this is the beginning of those mutations that I've been hoping for and working for all these months. It's miraculous to think that it happened here in our laboratory. Just look at it. It's all meat, and the bones are small. This means a great reduction in costs. It'll bring radical changes to production. It'll change everything. Let's notify the association at once. We must tell the president. No one's going to be told. These are monsters to be destroyed. What are you saying? It's the result of years of experimentation. We'll make a fortune. And to think we were the first, the first ones to do it. I want these monsters destroyed. But that's ridiculous. We've discovered the way to economic security for all of us. Get out of here. But you don't understand. This is an important discovery. I'm going to report this to the association. I said get out. I said get out. Furthermore, you'll lose your position. Get out! What are you trying to do? Are you going to destroy the results now that we've finally gotten what we wanted? Something that's not just fantasy, but real, concrete, that belongs to us? I didn't want monsters like these, never. Can't you see how very important it is? It's something I've always wanted, something we could share between us, something that was ours, something mysterious. And now that it's finally come, you reject it. You're too weak to accept it. You're a coward if you kill them. I warn you. And then he proceeds to chop the living fuck out of them. Yeah, he kills them all. So they look an but, awful lot like a baby ripped from his mother's womb. Yeah, it's rip the baby out of the womb of the mother. I didn't see that coming. Oh. <laughs> I love that it still grosses you out. 
I okay. made a trigger for you. You did. Uh, that's fucking gross. <laughs> um, well, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Marco kills them and Anna watches. Then we see Anna is uh, getting ready to get herself all hooker-fied up. So, you know, there's a lot of clothing, makeup. So and... she's going back to yeah. the hotel. Yep. And Gabby uh, got her a wig. Uh, Marco is, then we see, working on loosening the railings around the feeder. He's flat out cutting them with a chisel. Yep. I don't know how much more obvious he could make it that it was cut away. And I don't know how he's planning on getting away with this. But because so many people have been talking about the workers, the workers have been causing problems. Possibly? That's, I think, what he's using to try to get out of it. Maybe? I don't know. Well, then we cut to Anna looking fine as fuck in a nice, nice pair of underwear and uh yeah uh, just uh she's with gabby and they are talking and this is our next clip just look at this and these yes you did a marvelous job as you can see i've tried on everything and it fits perfectly where's marco he must have stayed down at the bar and he doesn't dare to show his face but what need had he to kill them he'll be in trouble with the association Exactly. Let's make sure everybody knows it. Now it's my turn to act. More than ever, I want to open his secret room and see what happens inside it. All his surprises. I'll find out just what his pleasures are. These curious desires of his. I'll destroy every desire. I'll uncover his secrets. Aren't you afraid? He's become afraid of me. Underneath, Marco is defenseless. But now... For the first time, we stand face to face. We'll see who's going to fail. I've wanted this opportunity for years. Are you sure you want to end everything like this? Wouldn't it be better to pretend nothing happened? Yes, much better for him. Marco and I have always worn masks with each other. But this time, he's going to see my face. He won't know what mask to put on. I shall see him as he really is. All right, so her plan is to pretend to be a hooker. And then when he gets in the room, she'll expose him. And then finally, even in the end, all she's wanting is a real moment from him. Yeah, she just wants him to connect with her as he does with these hookers. It, even, like, it doesn't even sound like she wants to leave him. It sounds like she just wants something real from him. Yes, kind of. I, I mean, it's weird as it sounds. Yeah, I feel horrible for Anna the whole way through this film. Yep. And then seeing her dress up like this mm -hmm. i'm just like dude what the fuck is wrong with you yeah oh my god like fake, hot fake murder her all night for hot, yeah sense. you know she's even willing to do a little wig play for the guy so saying like just open up and tell your wife a you're wig. a fucking freak and you'll be happy a little bit of wig play it sounds like she's full-on accepting effect of having a fucking three-way with her cousin for him i mean that's what we call living the dream man <laughs> I mean, holy shit. There's about 15,000 people in Alabama yelling at this guy right now. And one dude in Omaha, Nebraska behind this <laughs> microphone. Uh, <laughs> then we see, uh, we cut to Amanda's checking into this uh, nefarious hotel. Um, Anna gets a call about the room and when to be there. Uh, then we cut to the company meeting, and that is our next clip. I don't suppose there's any question in your mind about why I've called you into my office. I've just read the report submitted to me by the chemist employed in your laboratory, and I find the contents incredible. Your behavior seems to me outside the realm of any human standard. 
What obscure motives could you have had to suppress biological results of the utmost importance to society in general, and especially to the association at a time like this, when our productivity and our commercial existence are faced with such a devastating economic crisis? Anybody else that saw them would have been violently ill. That strikes me as a very childish reaction. Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And I'll be the judge of my own personal reactions. Just a minute here. As a member, you have specific responsibilities to the association... It isn't my your... responsibility developing monsters. Such reactions are completely outside the interests of biology and economy. You might say they belong to the world of morality. But your ideas must not be allowed to stand in the way of the commercial development of the association. You'll excuse me? I don't think there's anything more to be said. All right, so the captains of industry don't care that it's basically a modified form of cancer that's making these chickens grow the way it, that they are. Exactly. They're willing to cut costs just and pass away and pass on this probably diseased meat to the consumer. This is proof of why late-stage capitalism is fucking horrible and why Montesanto needs to be fucking explored as to what they're doing a lot more. Montesanto, yes. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And, and DuPont and... And um, I don't know. Like, I'm not against GMO food. Yeah. I want to state that flat out. Yeah. But I want to make sure that it's safe and tested. I also want to be able to use a weed killer that's not going to make me die of cancer two years later. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please, if that'd be helpful. Is that too much to ask for? Yes, it is. It is. Now, pay your $8, and they cut enough corners that so uh, $7 of that is pure profit for them. And all you have to suffer through is a little bit of cancer. Okay? Aren't you thinking about the corporations? You know they're people here in America. Oh, God, you are just meant to be a wage slave. <laughs> I'm just saying, they're now, you know, corporations are considered people. <laughs> yes, I know, which was something backed by an actual fucking corporate overlord. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's all horseshit. Yeah. It's bad. The I oligarchs mean. aren't just in Russia, folks. No, no. They they, they found their way over here. And, They've uh, always been over here, yeah, too. That's true. They have been, actually. If you look at history, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. The Fuck problem it. is capitalism, Matt. That's the word you're looking for, is capitalism. Capitalism. Capitalism is the issue. Yeah. Yeah, fucking assholes. Uh, Marco listens to the tapes of women sounding like they're in crisis, but then also moaning, but they're back in crisis. Uh, he's listening to tapes of him doing the things that he was doing to the yeah. hookers. He they, recorded it. Yeah, and then he's talking about cleaning it and the egg machine, and um, and then the machine will turn on at like five o'clock. And, and he's, he's going through his plan to murder his wife. Yeah, and how pretty he's much. Going to do yeah, this. but it's just in pieces. Yeah, and, and they, then he they says, jump around and they make yeah. it really kind of like art deco -y Yeah, and, and then he and says remember what I said about avant-garde, it's avant-garde the way they cut it together. Avant-garde. Which is uh, a fancy way of saying shit. Yeah, and then they say he's got to take his wife to the airport. Uh, Marco um, is uh, back at the facility and he starts the machines up. Uh, Gabby sees him and screams and he runs off, but I don't think he saw Gabby, he just heard the scream. Marco goes up to the room at the hotel, all the while Manda is coming out with scratches on his face. Marco enters the room and finds Anna dead. And that's when we see flashbacks while he cleans the scene of blood of all the other girls that he was supposedly murdering. Although he wasn't, we see. He wasn't, you know, it was all an act. Uh, later on, the police show up and they got a call to come to this hotel. And that is our next clip. Where are the police? What's happened? Nothing. And what was that phone call all about? Someone called you. No one here. We were told that there had been a woman killed in room 724. 
<laughs> All of us have been killed at one time or another in room 724, right, Monica? <laughs> I was killed at least twice in that room last month. How about you girls? Oh, me too. With a razor. And by the nicest man. He may be odd, but he's a real gentleman. He's probably up there right now. It's the usual story. We're wasting our time here. Could be, but still I'd like to go up and take a look. Let's go, fella. My client. Save your breath. We're going up there. It'll be a pleasure to capture a cracked body of action. <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell is 724? We're never going to get there. The hotel is larger than it looks from the outside. Open the blind. You can't see anything in here. There's no one here. Everything seems to be in order. They finished up and left. He's a real gentleman, like I said. He wouldn't hurt a fly. I've got a good mind to find out more about this wonderful fellow, whoever he is. Well, what harm is It's a question done? of the morals of the public. Have you seen him often? He's rented this room here for a good many months. It's reserved for him. Okay, so now we see the plan that has been set up all along by Scratchface Mando, and we know exactly what it was that he did. Yeah, and, and, and we also see the, the police are now policing moral, the public morals. Not necessarily Terrible. that they're policing the public morals. The only reason they showed up or cared about this is they got a tip that someone was being murdered. So it's pretty much by the power of deduction, you can figure out what's going on here. Yeah. Um, scratch face, weird eyeball marketing guy that you're calling Mando. Man, uh, yeah, Mando. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, Manda. Manda. Manda shows up there, which this is obviously a setup that Gabriella did, which is why she screamed when she saw um, the guy at the egg farm doing his thing. Or not the egg farm, but the chicken farm doing yeah. his thing trying to set up the murder of his wife but poor anna here was going to get killed no matter what yeah on all sides she has three separate people trying to kill her when all she wanted to do was have a three-way with her cousin and her husband that is the saddest most tragic i mean not even shakespeare is this, is this the saddest moment of the show for you like this is this is heartbreaking yeah not only did we miss the opportunity for a, a dream incest three-way yeah in a film oh uh yeah -huh, sure but the one character that like i could really latch onto and actually like feel something for and care about died horrendously in this movie and it breaks my heart mostly because we didn't get that three way <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, Marco speeds away and hears Anna's voice in his head talking about them weird chickens. Uh, Gabby and Amanda, they are now talking, and this is our final clip. I was frightened, so I screamed. How come he was here? I saw him all of a sudden in the laboratory, and just at that moment he turned on the machine. I don't know why. I do. I'm beginning to put it together. He thought it was Anna who was screaming. He'd already cut through a section of the railing. He was going to push her into the machinery and get rid of her. And remember that ticket he bought for Amsterdam. He told the secretary of the association that his wife would be going to the Congress in Amsterdam. It's obvious the trip to Amsterdam was going to be his alibi. Only how was it going to work? He was going to tell anyone who asked that she'd left town for a few days. God, are we stupid. All we had to do was wait a little longer. But he went straight to the motel. Why did he go to the motel? To be doubly sure of his alibi. He really worked it out well. He planned every detail. But at the last minute, he fell into our trap. And that's what we wanted. Are you sure? He's been caught by the police already. I called to make certain. And when they question everyone at the hotel about our friend, they'll soon know he's a maniac. And it'll all be ours, the house, the poultry farm. And I'm finished being the poor cousin whose relatives couldn't manage to sleep alone. Listen, 
I've got some projects that'll make your hair stand on end. I'm going to install the newest machinery. I'll continue with these biological experiments. You'll run the house. Darling, was it difficult? No. She managed to scratch me. Did she scream? Yes. She screamed. That seems to imply to me that maybe the cousins really were still getting it on. Maybe. Because she said the poor cousins, uh, the poor cousin, or the, the, the poor the, whose relatives who can't sleep alone. Yeah. Like they were both trying to get after her at one point in time. I think you're right. This plot is pretty much the same plot that we had, more or less, with Your Vice is a Locked Room and Only I Have the. Oh my God, yeah. It's a very similar plot. It is. Now, I know that this has a quote-unquote giallo cut, but I would not necessarily call Death Laid an Egg a giallo because because there's not like a multiple murder thing going on. It's like a pseudo murder thing going on. Yeah. So it's like an inverse murder mystery. Um, Kinda. Like where you see the plot after it's finally revealed. Here it's still a mystery, but. Well, there's still mystery, but it's not necessarily. We know who the killer was. It's like, how are they going to get caught? Yeah. So that's why I said inverse murder mystery. There you go. Uh, anyway, so uh, Marco is going to dispose of Anna's body uh, in the you know, chicken feeder. Um then he finds her grasping Manda's bracelet. Uh, Marco starts putting it all together as well. Kind of everything's happening. His head starts to spin and he falls into the chicken feeder, killing him. Mom, mom, mom. Yep. That's some tales from the crypt shit right yeah, there. Yeah, right? No shit. Yeah. Gabrielle and Manda, they come in and they find Anna's body. They have no idea why it's there. And as they investigate, the cops actually all show up. Gabby says it was all Marco and that he was to kill her. But but they take the two into custody anyway, and they... Uh, well, they're not really taking them into custody. They need to ask them some more questions. Yeah. But those two start acting like a Trump administration official the minute they're questioned. They're in anything. a lot of trouble because Marco will never be found. Yeah. And so, uh-oh. And also, he has those three gashes. Right, and they're going to find skin they're that gonna will find... probably match it underneath her fingernails. Yeah, so he's in a... They're going to be in a lot of trouble. And instead of playing it cool... And just being like, why, you know, what he freaks we, out. He's like, yeah. why are you taking us? What are you accusing us of? We didn't do anything. We don't know what's going on. And he's like, we just have some questions for you, weirdo. They state they will put a warrant out for Marco. And as one cop then eats one raw egg, the movie goes to Finn. Yeah, so he fucked himself over bad. Yeah. He, like, fucking Rudy giuliani like, everything. I know, man. He had no filter between the thing he's supposed to keep in his brain and the thing that he's supposed to say out I loud. mean, he's been acting cool this whole fucking movie until now. Yeah, he buckled. But you know what? I think he buckled even after killing Anna. It wasn't even the cops, because he seemed rather disturbed. You know, when she's like, was it hard? And he's like, uh, and he's like, she scratched me. And I think that, you know, he's not a murderer. Well, he is now, but he wasn't before. So I think it, it tripped him up a bit. Yeah, he's definitely not cut out for my life. I mean, that yeah. life. Yeah. That was a Freudian slip. Yeah, man. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. Way to go. Uh-huh. You're going to just let all the cops know where you are. <laughs> I mean, but you don't care because old cops are bumbling dummies. There you go. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, so the extended hour and 44-ish minute of this really gives you some more backstory on the pressures of what's going on in their industry with all the stuff happening in New Amsterdam or Amsterdam, not New Amsterdam. That's now New York. Yeah. Istanbul is now Constantinople. Yes. 
Why they changed it, I can't say. Yeah, even New York was once New Amsterdam. Uh, <laughs> even old New York was in, it's New Hampshire town. Yeah. Why they changed it, I can't say. You just liked it better that way. And see, this is what's going to get us in trouble with the fucking record industry now. Yeah, okay, that's true. But is just talking those lines doing it? Apparently they copyright and own everything, Matt, so. Fucking Jesus. Yeah, but anyway. um, The, the backstory of all the stuff going on with the industry and the pressures and everything really kind of shows how they're all cracking and then the stuff that's going on with the workers losing their jobs and then the protests where he's trying to get home there was like this whole section of him like driving and the workers are releasing chickens yeah like blocking the highway and it's delaying him getting home while he has the wife's body in the trunk but at the same time it's providing cover for him because the police can't track where he is yet oh yeah 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 and their traffic jammed too yeah um the idea that this multi-level thing that's going on and you the, the implied at incestuous relationship between the cousins that may be happening and the very real not implied shown relationship between Gabrielle and our and Marco Marco character I, you know the the way that they're kind of doing it this is why I said it's kind of like a proto for the Euro sleeves because when we get down to something like your vice is a locked room and only I have a key whenever that kind of movie is made yeah they just flat out show it uh-huh. with a lot of nudity and a lot of other weird twisted sex stuff where this is just kind of hinting at it it's yeah. scratching the surface this is almost like it's playing it being classy but I think it's really early in the cycle of these kind of films I don't I'm not looking at the dates it's just what it feels like for the type of music it was a good flick yeah I really enjoyed it I had a lot of fun watching it it's not the sort of thing that I would watch the director's cut probably again I think I will watch the giallo cut yeah um, the giallo cut was really good yeah I would say if you are a fan of these types of films or specifically if you are a fan of this film Death Laid an Egg get yourself the Nucleus Blu-ray for sure now it's not read all region it's region B specifically yeah but if you are a real film fanatic you should have an all region player okay yeah and Nucleus Films has a website it's very easy to order from and everything like that like I said I back the Indiegogo so both of these were sent to me whenever they were done yeah um, from the Indiegogo but I right. put links in the group before for the Lady Frankenstein Blu-ray and all of that their restorations are just amazing I've never seen this film look this good and I've actually went through and looked at other prints that are available on YouTube and other mm-hmm. spots even uh-huh. on Prime and everything yeah and even the quote unquote restorations that are in HD and Prime look nothing as good as what this disc does nice so if you're a fan of it you find it all those other places that I mentioned it's on Prime and all that other stuff and if you're really digging it and you're willing to pull the trigger on purchasing it get that Blu-ray yeah but also have a region free player <laughs> <laughs> because there's so much supplemental material that I didn't even have a chance to go through before the show or anything like that even though I had an extra day thanks Matt uh, <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> yeah it, it's a really intriguing film and uh, the biggest problem I have with it is the fucking music is just so irritating oh man that stuff it detracts Ugh. from the film. I know it's supposed to be unsettling, and I know it's supposed to be this weird, sort of avant-garde, noise, jazzy feeling, and it just is irritating and discordant and just takes away any impact for the film for me. Yeah. Because all I hear is jingly, jangly guitar, and it just makes me want to smash something. It reminds me of an old Family Guy joke where they did a cutaway, and they go, just like, dist- like uh, where they go uh, for a cutaway, and it goes, this week, a mob movie starring with 
with uh, constantly interrupting trumpet with Paul Giamatti. And it's like, we need to talk to our friends in the docks. And this horn just keeps getting louder and louder in the room. And he has to keep yelling over the horn. And it's a joke in a lot of the old gangster movies yeah. where that played in the back. And it's just like, it's what it made me think of when people yeah. be talking and like all this shit would be happy. It's like, okay. And I don't mind a noisy score and I don't mind avant-garde and I don't mind twisted and weird, but this just feels like somebody wasn't even trying to make it match what's on screen. Make a mix, mix sounds, will you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. It feels, it sounds a lot like somebody threw a cat at a bunch of guitars. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the result of like it trying to jump around and not hurt itself. on the Yeah. Strings. Right. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. For the most part. Um, I was not a fan of the score. Uh, the overall story, as far as the elements, the way it all comes together and everything I did like, but I had a really hard time getting around the score. Yeah. So rewatches are probably going to be even less enjoyable for me than oh, this first that time sucks. around. But, See, it didn't bother me that much, so not yeah. as much as I enjoyed the story, so yeah. I wouldn't mind rewatching it. Uh, and I, I was joking about it, but I literally was really heartbroken that Anna died the way that she died. Um, I was kind of hoping for like a real ironic uh, Tales from the Crypt kind of ending where all of the people trying to get after Anna's money die, and she's just completely clueless about it all. Yeah. Like, I was kind of hoping they would all go into the feed For some while, yeah, everyone just falls them, in, yeah. And then she just sees that somehow they disappeared and the railing's gone. Yeah. You know, and like, that's like, then she has to try and figure out what happened. Yeah. But that would be too much like a happy ending for this kind of film, so I understand why they didn't do that. Yeah. All right, so... Uh... Let's do a quick news story, maybe round out the, the episode a little bit here. Going to take a break here. We're going to play a promo for uh, another podcast. There, once again, will be no music befitting of this film because the music industry hates us. When we come <laughs> back, we'll do some PSYOP news. Hello, everyone. I am Rod Barnett. I'm Troy Gwynn. And we are your hosts for Cast, the podcast about the films of Paul Nashi. We, for over five years, have brought you the joys of Spanish cinema filtered through our brains to you. Yes. Now, what is it that qualifies two Southern boys to talk about films that came out of Spain and I can't think of a single thing. There's nothing that qualifies. Nothing. nothing. Except that we just love, love them, love them, love them. We love them. Nashi Cast yes. covers the films of Paul Nashi and any other Spanish horror film that we can pretend we know something. <laughs> yes. If you love beautiful women wearing incredibly short miniskirts in subarctic temperatures <laughs> chased by werewolves in leisure suits if you love werewolves, vampires, unidentifiable beasts, or crazy people driving women around and talking like a maniac. <laughs> yes, flying cats, beheadings with axes. <laughs> Blood that looks Shab- like melted crayons. Shambling zombies, yeah. Some of the films that we've covered in the past are Mark of the Werewolf. Howl of the Devil. Vengeance of the Zombies. Or Rises from the Tomb. Tombs of the Blind Dead. Vampire's Night Orgy. Ooh, Yes. Join us on this journey through the golden age of Spanish horror where Paul Nashi, Leon Klamowski, Jess Franco, Amando Diasorio take us through a filter Espanol. Join us for the Nashi cast. This is where the music would come in. Yes. But we don't we don't have music now because the record industry hates us. <laughs> That's okay. I'm starting to hate them back. Right? Why not? Fuck them. Yeah. And I'm not going to run down and try and find music befitting of like we talked about earlier. So give me some sign
this a story that was posted as a kind of a more of a meme uh, by uh, Ryan, and uh, but I found it. So, cop, South Carolina woman stabs spouse with squirrel over beer. <laughs> I knew you were going to find this one. Uh, out of North Charleston, South Carolina, a 41-year-old South Carolina man was left bloodied early Christmas morning after his spouse attacked and stabbed him with a ceramic squirrel for not bringing home beer. According America has a bunch of cunts. According to an incident report obtained by CBS affiliate WCSC. It's the erection that counts. I kind of wish it wasn't a ceramic squirrel. I like, wish I it was really like she grabbed this, a real one. A real living squirrel and somehow stabbed him with it. Or like a frozen squirrel. Yeah, would be something. even creepier. Uh, Helen Ann Williams, 44, was arrested December 25th and charged with uh, criminal domestic violence of a high and aggregate uh, aggravated aggravated nature. You can't pay a bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. Uh, according to the station, North Charleston police were called to the home around 12.20 a.m. that day for domestic disturbance. An incident report states officers arrived to find a man with a large amount of blood on his shirt due to a large, deep laceration from his left shoulder to his left chest area. He also had cuts on his face. The victim told police he went to the store to get beer, but returned home because the store was closed. According to the report, Williams was mad the victim did not bring home beer. She then allegedly hit the victim over the head with a ceramic squirrel and stabbed him in the chest with it, reports station. I got nothing on this. This is just fucking horrifying. Yeah, police say Williams she assaulted him with a figurine. Yeah, police uh, say Williams. So remember that. I know we have maybe have a lot of nerds and collectors here. You know, don't don't make your spouse mad and have your uh, figurines actively out of the box. Like, can you imagine one of those like anime figurines that are like all sexy and overly sexualized? Yeah, yeah. And like the guy gets like fucking beat across the face and stabbed with that. I know. Well, it's like your wife grabbed some, you. Some of our listeners probably would be into that. They probably. probably just finished me talking that. I mean, what if your wife grabs? What are your many Godzillas? <laughs> Just start stabbing you with the spikes on its back. I will thank you not to reveal my bedroom plan. I'm sorry. I just saw it on YouTube, and I thought maybe, you know, you like I would to talk put about that it. up on YouTube. Yeah, that's right. You porn. <laughs> anyway. And that's my private videos. <laughs> it's for the private times. Yeah. Uh, according Actually, to the report- I wouldn't do that because that would devalue my Godzilla <laughs> figures. <laughs> I spent a lot on some of those. Yeah, right? It was like, yeah. oh, what are you doing over here? Uh, she, uh, she said, police say Williams claimed the victim fell and cut himself. When asked why she had blood on her hands and clothes, she said it was not the victim's blood. It had been there. The victim- <laughs> That's from somebody else I assaulted with a squirrel. <laughs> the, <Clip>. victim- <laughs> <laughs> the victim was taken to a hospital for treatment. Williams was being held at the Charleston County Detention Center. Her bomb was set at $10,000. America is a bunch of cunts. Yes, it is. That's fucked up. That is just horrific. All right, let's do one more and we'll call it a night. One more? All right, this comes from Robert Ward. Um, Costume Minnie Mouse pummels Vegas security guard at Wild Beatdown. Like three of those things are a turn on. Yeah, this is a New York Post. Uh, you won't see this on Disney Plus. A woman dressed as Minnie Mouse got into a wild bra on the Las Vegas Strip, caught on a now viral video. Old cops are bumbling dummies. Why did this happen while we were there? Uh, uh maybe it did. Maybe it did. Minnie quickly lost I'm her head. Pile all my guns because cops don't help you. At least from her Disney costume, as she really threw haymakers at a redheaded woman wearing a jacket with security on the back. Stop! I can only get so erect. At least one of her. 
wild punches hit her partner, Mickey Mouse, as he tried to intervene in the ferocious looking attack. Seen in a video viewed more than 4.5 million times by Thursday morning. Gotta love a girl who can take a punch. A man dressed as Goofy looked bemused as he watched on. <laughs> Gosh, I can't believe Minnie's going off on him like that. Oh, gosh, I don't think Minnie had her meth this morning. Uh, with, with Minnie yanking her opponent to the ground by pulling her hair, then mounting her as she continued a steady series of MMA-style blows. I'm finishing. <laughs> After finally getting pulled off the woman, Minnie took off her large costume shoes and ran off after shouting, I ain't no bitch, bitch, end quote. Wow. <laughs> That's the high note we need to end this fucking show on. <laughs> the video was first uploaded Monday by uh, by somebody named Princess B. Rodriguez on Facebook, who wrote, I forgot to show you all what took place in Vegas between Minnie Mouse and the security. It is not immediately clear what started the brawl, although another short clip showed the two women in a shouting match before the brawl. Uh, somebody actually commented, fam, what Disney experience is this? Minnie is part of the WWE now. Uh, a spokesman for the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police said it was aware of the event, but a victim had not come forward and filed a complaint. They say they are looking into the matter and trying to identify the suspect. The clip recalls other costume character fights, including a video that went viral last April of a man in a full body, full body Easter Bunny costume unleashing a slapstick style beatdown on a man on a Florida street. Jesus, I ain't no bitch, bitch! <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, that's fucking insane. That is the fucking world, man. It's coming apart at the seams, and I love it. All right, we're going to play the Ending Legion promo here. We'll have some kind of music I'll figure out later on to close out the show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. momentum i'm just gonna have to come right back into the show and try and pretend like i still give a fuck at closing out the show when i can't play the kind of music that i feel like playing i know man that's really weird music industry man they're trying to fuck me over man they're man 
<laughs> and they sit here and they go, God, why don't people like love us anymore? Is it because of our crippling restrictions? No, no, it's podcasts. That must be the problem. Well, if you would like to be part of the problem and not part of the solution, also, if you'd like to get our old episodes before they get archived, because we got to protect Legion as best we can. It's been a wonderful home to us. Legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. I will be removing this stuff very shortly. I don't know exactly when. I'm going to try and figure it out. Uh, we may not get another hit on the whole entirety of the network altogether, but I don't want to be the problem. So you want to get our old episodes, you want to archive them for yourself, and you don't have to worry about the paywall and all of that in the future that might end up happening. Legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. We also have our Facebook group of Cinema Psyops, where you can post your very tasty memes you made for the show. Only the highest quality of memes to be posted. Actually, we've gotten some really, really tasty memes from out of the last episode that they're, I'm very happy They're with. very scrumptious. And I stuck with my word. I did reshare them. Maybe I did it a little late, but I did it on the night we were recording. You sure did. Shared them to our Instagram, which went to our Cinema Psyops page on Facebook. You can also find me on Facebook. I am Court Psyops. You can find Matt on Facebook. He is Matt Psyop. You can email feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com. Let him know that it's not all about Roll Tide when it comes to incest three ways. Oh, well, what is it all about? Incest and three ways. Okay. Email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com. Link them to your favorite incest porn. Yes, I'm just requesting. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, my email's just going to blow up. <laughs> you can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit fest that is Twitter. I'm at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyopmatt. You can also follow us on the gram of Insta. You just have to add water. Cinema underscore psyops on that, and that's where I'll be reposting your tasty memes that you make about the show. All the tastiest memes will be posted. We're talking Gordon Ramsay level of high quality memes. Highest. Only the highest of qualities. Well, folks, act like Minnie Mouse in Las Vegas and kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. at least establish that in the beginning. And and we're going to get to this, but I just want to say it now. Mm -hmm. I felt it was like, because you're right, he's not actually murdering any of the prostitutes. He's he's doing make-believe. And they're all like, oh, he's such a kind man. He's such a nice man. And he really is pegged to be a nice man because I didn't see what he was holding in that picture Mm -hmm. until all of a sudden I saw him undoing the rails so that his wife would fall off and die in the chicken coop later on. And that's when I'm like, wow, you, you really did like a 180 there. You're that desperate to be with this other person. I go, for being a nice man, now you're going to become a murderer even though you're fake killing all these other women? No, he's been a a heel and he's been cheating on his wife the entire time. Now it makes him an entire... uh, And I know he's been cheating on her, but, uh, you know, I didn't think he was trying to kill her until that moment. I'm like, wow, that's really a lot to come up. But now that it's established, he's been trying to kill her for a while. Okay, then now everything makes sense. Yeah.
you get swept up in the passion of everything, and it's not until you're stuck paying the bills that you realize yeah. whether or not you actually love that person. It's not until you know you're holding the baby who's vomited all over you, and it's three in the morning, or you're holding your significant other who's vomited all over you, and it's three in the morning. That's when love comes into it. And he is speaking from personal experience on both accounts. It's both accounts, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> I've held a baby that's puked all over me, and my wife has held me while I've puked all over her. So I like how you flip that around. Yeah, yeah, goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna bury your wife. I'm on old this hell, one. though, man. <laughs> Only reason I'm still standing today. She's a better drinker than you. That much is for sure. Oh, goddamn right, she is. The whites are good for you. The Flip. yolks, it would kill you. That's the baby chicken part. It's Flip. everyone's favorite part. I got another racial clip from you. What? You said the whites are good for you. Oh, shit. <laughs> Did I say the white parts? Nope, just the white. Oh, I thought you should have said egg whites. Anyway. <laughs> Whatever. We're also talking. We're both talking about how the whites are good. <laughs> Man. <laughs> this would be, be a real heavy racist one right here. <laughs> Mysteriously, all the times I said it just disappeared. Yeah, 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 of course. Nothing mysterious about it. Hey, did you say one time you would take clips from me if I tell you where they are? Yeah, but if they never dis if they never get out into the ether for you to be able to take them. Oh, yeah, that's true. Fuck. <laughs> I can show you how to do it yourself on an Overcast app on your phone. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I am apparently secretly into fisting. This is the kind of thing that I search for on YouPorn. The whites are good for you. So, like, cousins are less creepy and or erotic to watch on YouPorn. I'm advocating watching fake versions of it on YouPorn. That's from somebody else I assaulted with a squirrel. I ain't no bitch, bitch!